<laughs> I did not hear anything. <laughs> and I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster. Where we talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes, and sometimes other, other shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> How I think are you our doing time this? is a little bit off, but you know what? It's all good. It's, it's COVID. And uh, we're still recording, so kudos to us. We're still yeah. able to keep this thing going. Exactly, exactly. By your one. Exactly. And that's, yes. and that's great. And that's <laughs> how I feel about that. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get go on the street dancing and begging on a pot or whooping or hollering. And that's just that. A lot uh-huh. of people disagree um, with my feelings about this. Um, which I think is funny because you, I mean, you, you don't, you like, why would you disagree with how I feel? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like this is very much a, a matter of opinion. Um, my opinion is I'm just not going to go in the streets and rejoice. I think it's great. Um, it's one tiny, teeny, tiny step um, amongst a whole lot of much larger steps. So yeah. that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I totally feel the same way. I, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, it is great. And it was good to feel like to be in New York that day when it happened. Um, I ended up going to Boston later on. But like the streets of Brooklyn were like insane. Like people were marching out in the streets and yelling. Cars were going by the apartment, like honking their horns. We like went across and stood at like Barclays and like just like the crowd there was, you know, crazy and, you know, people were so excited. It was completely different from how it was four years ago. Right. When, but um, see, I, I was, I passed by Barclays too that day and I was more or less annoyed at uh-huh. like the, the, the level of rejoice and whatever. Um, uh, I, I just felt like there are certain things that I do know. And I was like, I do know that, most of you folks out here wouldn't give up even 10% of your salary to make sure some person of color or some woman received equitable pay. (laughs) Yeah. Just little things like that, that I think, you know, we'll go out, we'll vote. We needed everyone to vote. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was, like I said, a small step amongst a whole lot of larger steps that need to be taken. And those large steps need to be taken by everyone. And voting was a tiny bit of it. And it's like, great, okay, we got that done. And I feel like a lot of people are mistaking that for the work. And so it's just like a lot of those people were out there rejoicing are like, who, you know, phew, I did my part. Great. Now things can go back to normal. And it's like, first of all, we don't need things to go back to normal because normal was shit. Yeah. Normal did not work, um, clearly. So that's number one. Number two, um, yeah, like it's not going to go back to normal. Yeah, and, and it couldn't. Right. And, but like it's because going back to normal is you just living your existence and not acknowledging the suffering and inequality that's happening in this country every day. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like too many people are like so excited that they voted and it worked and it happened. Democracy is real and it works. And it's like, are y'all serious? Like, yeah, I was just like, look, I'm I'm glad. And so that's that's it. I'm just going to be like, great, cool. Yeah. That's the emotion that I'm going to show about this, and that's it. And that's people's business if they want to be 
dancing in the street, but I just was not here for it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's. However, I think we all should know that there's more work to be done. Uh, that that definitely goes. I think needs to be said. Continue to be continues to need to be said. Well, you know how I'm saying it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think right. it was it was a good moment for people to feel like they could ex- exhale for a little bit, and I was totally just about that. It was like, listen, it's been a shit show, 2020. Let's just breathe a little bit easier. We can breathe a little bit easier knowing that we still, it's an uphill battle, but I just felt really, really good about being a part of the celebration and seeing that. I think it, it can help people recharge their batteries as well. But yeah. Well, the sun was also out and it was gorgeous. And I want to say this one lady said to my friend and I were having brunch. She's like, apparently the sun is a Democrat. And I was like, that's pretty funny. Boy, <laughs> 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 did you show up, baby. Yes, it, <laughs> it was, was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really but nice. It was that downright day. hot outside. Yeah. It wasn't even like it was, it was like 76. But it was like a summer 76, not a fall 76. There was no chill in the air. Mm -hmm. It was really, really nice. Beautiful. Beautiful Mother Earth is a Democrat. (laughs) 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 Well, in a complete, you know, sort of uh, shift. Well, not a complete shift, because we talk about things that are going on in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. We let you guys know that we have uh, some special guests on for you today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think regarding regarding <laughs> regard, of course being being black the black experience and what that means and how different that looks for different people and being mm-hmm. and particularly biracial and 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 that experience for these two um, young women and so we're very excited I think we have Jen on right now yes you do <laughs> how are you doing well and welcome. Hi, how are you guys? We are well. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I yes. think, um, sorry. Before we start jumping in, no, um, did you get a chance to take the Black Hipster quiz and are you a hipster officially? <laughs> I, I did take the quiz. I do not think I passed. <laughs> oh, uh, I have like... I have a handful of things on your guys' quiz, but like, I don't, like, if you put them together, I don't think it adds up to being a black hipster. <laughs> like, I, I like buy organic, I go to Starbucks, Warby Parker, like, these are just, these hipster. like overlap. Hipster. They overlap with being a basic bitch, though. There's like some overlap That's here. True. That is so true. <laughs> what was the one question that you were like, you had to answer yes, and you you yourself cringed. Like, you were like, I shouldn't be proud of this, but very much yes. <laughs> um, probably the one about Birkenstocks, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, so pro-Birkenstock, and I currently have, like, fake Birkenstocks from Target that I'm super proud of, because <laughs> everybody thinks that they're real, and I'm like, $15. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Birkenstock, uh, a full Birkenstock, because yeah, they're pretty solid. I know it adds up. Really, it does. You love your Birkenstocks. Oh yeah. And uh, Janice, are you there as well? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> and I know you took the quiz as well, right? What it, what results yes. did you get? I didn't pass, unfortunately. <laughs> I love <laughs> 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 
You guys know that the quiz is like completely scientific and everything, right? Like, <laughs> right. You know, me and Stanley didn't just make these questions exactly. up. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Or we did, and it's completely arbitrary. Um, right. But, but pretty funny. Um, Janice, did you have any one question that was pretty cringy for yourself? And you were like, yep, I, that's me. And I'm not proud of it, but I'm going to own it. Um, the same thing with the Birkenstocks. Like I have a pair that I got at Primark and everyone's like, those are Birkenstocks. I'm like, yeah, they absolutely are. They absolutely are. (laughs) I think that makes me the only person on this, uh, podcast right now that doesn't own a pair of Birkenstocks. Oh, I don't have any. (laughs) Well, I don't have mine anymore. They got old. They fell apart, but I am going to get a new pair. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to get on the show. You got to get on it. <laughs> <We'll> go together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. My, first, my first pair. Yes, they're comfy. Very comfy. They're so comfy. They are. So easy. They just slide right on. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> well, so, thank you, ladies, for joining. Yes, yes, we really appreciate it. Of course, thank it. you. But um, I guess we wanted, you know, wanted you to start with sort of how you identify first, you know, because we're talking about sort of, you know, growing up in America, being biracial, and sort of if you could sort of start with your own. Ex- first of all, how do you identify? I guess. Okay. Um, I identify as biracial. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm half black and half white. Mm-hmm. I've I've never really been pushed on that. I've never gotten any pushback on oh. you know having to choose one or the other. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, so my skin, I look white. To most mm-hmm. people, I just look like I'm straight up white. Um, but yeah, no, I identify as biracial. That's I think you know you don't have to choose one. You can you can be both. I think it's a different category. And I always check the other box if there isn't one on on the form. <laughs> so uh, okay, yeah, I identify <laughs> as, as both. <laughs> and Janice, what about you? I do identify as biracial. Um, I'm half black, half Cavardian. Mm-hmm. So it is funny that um, Jen said that she checks other, which I guess I never really thought about because I always check off African American, black African American, always. Mm-hmm. But I still identify as being biracial. So. It, 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 you said you never was that something that you grew up with like called identifying as biracial was that something that you felt like because you said you never got any pushback and we mm-hmm. you know we I'm pretty sure talking to other people I've spoken to other people who have a different experience where they do get pushback or they feel like they can't it's harder for them mm-hmm. to identify uh, with one or the other or choosing one or even both you know so how did that right. sort of come about for you yeah, so I think, I mean, when you ask, like, how do I identify, like, I, I'm pretty comfortable in identifying as biracial. Mm-hmm. I think most people, when they look at me, probably just put me in the white box. They don't yeah. even think twice about it because the way I look, the way I dress, the way I sound, whatever. Um, and maybe that's why I've never gotten any pushback because they're just like, well, you're white. So, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, there's nothing to talk about here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I personally see myself as biracial and, mm-hmm. you know, if, it, if I'm going to talk about it, that's what I'm going to say. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know. I think it's it's never really been an issue. I mean, no one's ever made me, you know, said to me, like, well, you're not really black. You just say you are or anything like that. Like, everyone knows one of my parents is black, one of my parents is white that knows mm-hmm. me and... Yeah. Jen, where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. It's where I actually am right now. Maplewood, okay. New Jersey. It's oh. a very, very inclusive, liberal, 
diverse town. So I kind of think I grew up in a little bit of a bubble, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of other biracial people here, different, you know, different combinations of being biracial. Um, so it wasn't that uncommon, honestly. Yeah. Do yeah. you think, or did you see in your experience, um, that with other folks who maybe look more black and then said they were biracial, received more pushback? Um, or do you think that part of not getting that pushback was the fact that you look more white and then said, oh, no, no, I'm biracial versus you look more black and then said, well, I have a white parent as well? Right. So my sister actually is darker than I am. You can pretty much tell that she's biracial. She just has slightly darker skin than I do. Um, and I think so she more, she had more friends that were black growing up, like in middle school and in high school. And she probably did get more pushback than I did because she looks so different than the people that she was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and in more, honestly, more of just like a teasing way. Like they would just kind of be like, Oh, Michelle, like you're so light skinned, like, haha, you're not really black. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't think it was ever anything beyond like just kind of making fun of her a little bit. Like mm-hmm. she was on the basketball team and like they, you know, they were just like, all right, Michelle, like, you know, you're not really black, but you, you know, she is. <laughs> they knew yeah, that no one was really, no one was really pushing her in a serious way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think I, I just had a different experience because everyone just probably considered me white because all my friends were white. So it wasn't like I was pushing anyone's boundaries and anyone's expectations of me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, we're going to have to, yes. Janice, is it for, mm-hmm. so, uh, for you, how was your experience? Because, yeah, if you could just sort of say how it was, how mm-hmm. it was sort of coming to your identity, or did it change when you got older and all of that? Like, mm-hmm. so I, so I, I do identify more with my African American side only because I, when I was younger, my dad's mom, um, she got custody of me when I was younger, and my dad's mom is African American, and my mom is. Um, Cavernian. So I was raised more in the African American culture. Um, And I, so I don't even really know a lot about the Cavernian culture, to be honest. And I think it has more to do with because I was raised more with the African American side of my family. Um, But then when I think back to my mom is more Americanized. So I think like, even if I had grown up with my mom, I probably wouldn't even really know about the culture anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that as well is because I have two brothers and a sister on my mom's side and they don't know about the culture either and they don't even speak the language. So it's kind of like, I don't think I would learn, I don't think I would um, learn about the culture either way, you know? so I think that that's why I always just go straight to checking off African-American like on the forms, because I think I just identify more with that side. Um, and then like, you know, like a lot is it's funny because like a lot of I guess like I don't know, like a lot of Cape Verdeans can notice each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like yeah, there's like Yeah, so I so I'm I'm in Brock, that's where I'm from. So there's a couple of Cape Verdean like um local grocery stores and it's owned by Cape Verdean family. And any time every time I go in there, they automatically speak to me in Creole because they know that I'm Cape Verdean. But I have to be like, Oh no, I'm sorry, I don't speak it. Like I'm Cape Verdean, but I don't speak it. So <laughs> That's kind of like really how I've grown up. Like, ev- like everyone who sees me, they automatically know I'm converting, but I always have to say, I don't speak it. And then, you know, do they get upset? They, like, yes. So um, they do. Like, they kind of get offended, but like, 
I mean, I don't take offense. I'm just like, yeah, like I don't speak it. And then they'll ask me why. And I have to give out this long, drawn out story about why. But then sometimes so I kind of think it's ignorant to ask somebody why. Not ignorant, but like, how do you know, like, if my mom didn't pass away and I had to grow up in a whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know someone. Right. Not, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. not it that it's ignorant. Very personal. Yeah. It very is personal. a personal reason. And right. It ends up being a long story that you don't always want to have to tell to a right. stranger. <laughs> right. Not not that like I I don't mind when people ask and I explain to them, but like I don't know, I just but some of them do like I, at my job that I work at, we work with a lot of Cavernians. And one girl, she has the same last so I have my mom's last name, which is Ribeiro. So that's more like a Portuguese last name. So her and I had the same last name and when she found out that I didn't speak Creole, she's like, "Oh yeah, all right, give me my give me my last name back." And oh, I'm like, wow. huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't take any offense to it, but I'm just like, what? Okay, so because I don't speak Creole and because I I don't know about the culture, I'm not Cape Verdean. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those are the lot of things that I experienced. And again, like I don't really get too offended about it. And I think it's because again, I more associate with my African American side anyway. So yeah. right. you know, that's a yeah, deep yeah. that's a deep uh, I think part that we want to get into before mm-hmm. we do though speaking about ignorance side can you just for any of our listeners that don't know what it is to be Cape Verdean because Stanley <laughs> obviously Stanley's from yes. Boston and I went to Brandeis so I very much know but I I have to be honest I'm sure there are a lot mm-hmm. of people out there that have no idea what you mean when you say that you're Cape Verdean okay <laughs> right so Cape Verde it's an island that's off the west coast of Africa so that's kind of like the honestly like that's really I don't I don't know much about Cape Verdean culture but that's what I do know colonized by the Portuguese yeah a lot of yeah right Creole that's sort of a mix exactly exactly yep so so my mom was actually born in Portugal and then and then right I think I forget like what age she she ended up going to Caver and then she came to America. So I don't really, I'm not too, and again, and that, that, that's my, and I think sometimes, so like, I don't, I blame myself sometimes only because I'm like, I should know those things. Like I, I'm at an age where I can teach myself things about my culture, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That actually just brings up something though, that I think we, um, I know in the conversations I have with my friends, especially my friends who are biracial, and I want to ask both mm-hmm. of you ladies, um, two, this is twofold. So number one, what's one of the biggest pet peeves that you have um, that people constantly just assume or um, just like ignorantly ask? And then also, like, what are some of the things that you are kind of like, you know, when this comes up, you're like, damn, like, I wish I knew this, or I should know this, or the things that kind of make you want to dig a little deeply into your background. So I have that one that fun. actually, I, I was just, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I have one that I'm thinking about because of what you guys were just saying. So the one thing that really gets under my skin, and I don't really even fully understand why it bothers me so much, but when I say that I'm biracial, or I say that I'm half black, when someone's next question is, which parent is black? It just drives me absolutely insane. Mm. (laughs) Oh, but people ask it. People that I'm friends with right now have asked me that question when they first met me. And it's like, do you, first of all, the fact that you're saying which parent is black means that you're like, oh, you were raised by a black person? Like, which one was black? Like, they're like picturing this childhood that they like think that Mm -hmm. they have this image of in their head. They're kind of like 
well, like, did, was your mom black or was your dad black? Because, like, it's going to affect the way that I, like, view this situation. Why? Envisioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it I always say, like, why does it matter? Like, what right. is happening right now? Like, are you just, like, curious, like, if, like, I had, like, a black mom that knew how to do my hair or, like, a black dad that, like, you have <laughs> stereotype about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it drives me absolutely crazy when people ask that. And they never say which one's white. They say which one's black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which oh, one, yeah. oh, wow. God, that's so telling. It literally drives me crazy. And I think about it all the time. It makes me so mad. Um, And I forget what the other question was. That just made me so angry. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, though. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. People don't even realize how kind of obnoxious that question is. Because, like, first of all, you're you're delving into my personal life. Like, like you were saying before, when it's like, oh, why don't you know the language? It's like, you don't know my Mm -hmm. story. Like, you don't, you have no idea how I grew up. You have no idea just because all of a sudden you've learned that I'm biracial. Like you have free yeah. range to just ask about my whole childhood. Like I'm some sort yeah. of experiment, you know? <laughs> right. right. Like, that's what irritates me about it. It's like, I'm not like an anthropological study. And I can imagine. And then you probably get that from, it doesn't matter the race. You get that from black, white, yeah. Latino. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And honestly, it wouldn't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't bother me as much if it was coming from a black person. I don't know why. <laughs> For some yeah. reason, when a, when a white person is like, which parent is black i'm just like so like caught off guard by it sometimes but sometimes <laughs> if a black person were to ask i'll just be like yeah they're just curious like <laughs> I, there's just, I don't know there's something about it that just irritates me and you know and i and i will be honest i've had to learn certain things about just in my relationships with um you know different friends or, or people that i've come into contact with who are biracials and sort of the questions that I would ask. I had to, you know, and some of them thankfully would have, would check me on certain things that I would say. I mean, this happened very rarely, I'm just saying. But, uh, you know, maybe once or twice, <laughs> you know, I said something. I think usually I'm pretty sort of, I don't know what the word is. I'm not PC, but sort of, I know how to navigate those conversations, mainly because I, I've had to do You're not also. an idiot. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's always interesting. And then one of the things that even just from what you said, Jen, about, you know, so which I love, and and I'm not biracial, obviously, but just ident- growing up in a, and, and being in a space where you were totally comfortable in how you identified. And did you ever, like, did you ever come into contact with people who are also biracial who didn't sort of have that ease and that sort of sort um, of I think so I mean so when I, I went to law school in Boston I remember I met someone I think when I was in my third year and they were in like their first year and it was this girl and she kind of looked like me a little bit like we both have curly hair like kind of similar skin tones and she was just like you're biracial too like oh my goodness like, <laughs> all, Boston's a really Boston's a really white town put this into perspective like I had, I had no idea it was so white till I got there but she was just like blown away that I was biracial and she was like oh my goodness like you know you're also in law school like this is so great like we're gonna be friends <laughs> like it was like she, had, like she had like never seen another biracial person like hanging out before and I was like yeah here I am <laughs> like, I guess I'll be your mentor <laughs> she was just so sweet and like we're, we still talk like she's a great person and it was it blew my mind that she was like you know she was clearly like missing something and when she met me she was just like oh thank god like another person like me and I was just like what are you talking about like (laughs) like I've always just been like yeah I'm sometimes I'm the only biracial person in the room and like you're in a room full of white people you kind of just 
hope no one says anything offensive because they don't realize yeah. that you're black. <laughs> like I'm just I'm kind of used to it, you know? And I feel like she, maybe she came from somewhere more diverse. I forget, but she was very like thrown off by being in Boston because it was just so not diverse. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So it felt good to like be able to say to her like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's more of us. You just don't realize it. <laughs> 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 We're hiding. It, <laughs> right. <laughs> and Janice, was it for, where do you feel like you've always sort of your identity identity and how you sort of you know you claim both was that always mm-hmm. something that you were comfortable with is that evolved over time no i think i've always just i've always been comfortable um just with you know letting people know like cuz when people ask me like what what am i like i'm i always say half black half Cambodian. i always mm-hmm. say that so i think i've always been comfortable um, I've never like was put in a situation where I was uncomfortable besides like, the, you know, like the little smart comments. But other than that, I feel like I've always been comfortable. Yeah. Um, so what are the smart comments? I'm curious. Well, like the smart comments like, oh, like, you know, why don't you speak the language or um, like like, you know, things like that. I went to um, I went to a private a, a, a Baptist school um, growing up. Um, I went there from seventh to 12th grade and I remember one time, so my hair is, my hair is curly. Um, and that school was predominantly white. So I remember one of the teachers had asked me, um, if I had gotten a perm because my hair was curly, like, you know, like different comments like that, because I'm like, well, why did she think that I had to have a perm in order for me to have curly hair? Like, why can't I just be a black girl with curly hair? And that's mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? So stuff like that, like I've had experience, but like, I'm able to just comfortably, like, just explain what, what I need to explain to them, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Wait. Was she questioning? Did you have like a loose curl, and she was saying, "Yeah, it was more fine." Oh wow, okay. Yeah, That's so I, I, I yeah, she was just ignorant about what happens when a black person perms their hair, which AKA relaxer. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I huh. think that that's what it was. I think that she like was she didn't know but it was just still like why like i still put it like why do i have like why can't i just be a black girl with curly hair because then i started to think i'm like okay so she must think that all black people have um like you know what i'm saying like like pipe oils four c yeah yes yes yeah and i'm like she must think that you know what i mean but that goes back again like there's different there's people that have different hair textures there's different Mm -hmm. you know i don't know so just like little things like smart stuff like that is what I've always had to deal with. But again, like I've never been put in an uncomfortable situation. I've always just freely just explained myself and moved along. I remember um, Callie Garris, um, the Miss Teen USA. Um, she's also biracial and she has beautiful girls. Um, mm-hmm. and she was saying she used to straighten her hair all the time. And she grew up in like, yep. Connecticut or whatever. And she said it wasn't until she came in contact with another biracial girl who used to wear her hair curly and it was so beautiful and it was so awesome who used to tell her like, stop straightening your hair like if you don't <laughs> want to and wear your mm-hmm. curls. They're really cute. 
And yep. um, I think it was like one day her 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 like you know her straight uh, she, her hair got wet or something, so the curls were kind of creeping up. And then the girl saw her <laughs> hair, and that's when she told her like, "Yeah, no, your your curls are beautiful. You don't need to straighten your hair." And that was the first mm-hmm. time that she kind of felt that confidence in being able to wear her hair naturally as it is. And it's funny because that I mean, if you ever meet her in person, she's really tall. Um, she's mm-hmm. got this beautiful skin, beautiful hair. Like she looks like a model. And yeah, I would look at her and say, why would you ever change your <laughs> about the way that you look? But right. I understand that, like, I don't know what it is to be in her skin and to be in her hair and to have been in the positions or the circles that she's been in. So it's mm-hmm. so interesting. Um, I think sometimes when we're on one side of the spectrum that we think it's so clear and it's so easy to see um, yeah. not having been in that experience of someone else. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, I definitely true. can relate to that woman. I have very, very, very curly hair. And my entire life, people have been telling me to wear it curly. We always want the opposite. It does mm-hmm. my hair. Like, oh, yeah, you want it till you have it. Like, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for both of you ladies, and it's sort of related to the election. Um, because in my experience, I have always... Uh, considered Kamala Harris a black woman I've always heard of her referred to as a black woman and it wasn't until Saturday no no lie was the first time I'd ever heard someone call her um, black and Asian and I was Mm -hmm. thrown off by it and I'm just curious like what you guys' take is on that I'm interested in because she's not Asian well, right? she, she, one of her Indian. parents is Indian. Yeah. Is, yeah. Oh. Her right. Like but see, like Indian. that was a revelation yeah. for you. Yeah. I I think Same. that is interesting because I didn't know either because I, I don't know. I, I didn't know that either. I thought that, I mean, I was always, I thought that she was, I was always told that she was Latino. So Whoa. that is interesting. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always heard that she was Latino. So I, that is interesting. Wow. Yeah. I think I think that adds a whole other layer. Yeah, that has a whole other dimension. Yeah, that's another conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I don't know, Jen, if you wanted to answer the question as well. I mean you don't have to if you wanted to touch on that. So I I knew that she was half uh Indian and half black, but I do I see Mm. where people would think that she's Hispanic and I do feel like racial people they look, they do look a little Hispanic and they kind of mm-hmm. get put in that category a lot because it's kind of like, well, you're not quite black, you're not quite whatever the yeah. other half is. So mm-hmm. we're just going to mm-hmm. put you in Hispanic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Guess, yeah, guess, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure That's... you Sorry, I no, was just saying, you can probably see that Cape Verdeans definitely, and, um, you know, Cape Verdeans definitely are looked at, they get confused for Latinos a lot, you know, Dominicans, yep. Puerto Ricans, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, all the time. All mm-hmm. the time. But, and, yep. and going back to um, Kamala, I think a lot of the reason, uh, some of the reason why that people didn't know that she was um, Indian and Black was because in the media, I think it was largely the fact that she was Black was much more in the forefront. Definitely much more mm-hmm. out there because I, it was a part of their campaign. I think it was a part of their strategy to sort of push that that narrative uh, much more than yeah. the, the fact that she was Indian. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think now that they've won sort of the the nomination and all of that, it, it's definitely much more out there. 
but definitely mm-hmm. I think a lot of people didn't know because it was something that wasn't said first it was like then she's black and then she's Indian and but even know. before the the vice presidential oh yeah run, even before you know even what I mean she's always been referred to as black as in the I, public and now it's like she's black and Indian and I was very much thrown off um, I'm still is- thrown off. Yeah, right. Because like, <laughs> well, yeah. girl was holding a sign. We were driving through Borough Hill, um, and this this Asian girl was holding a sign that said, like, the first time, like, a black and Asian woman something, something, something. And I stopped to read her sign. I was in the car, mind you, and we caught eye contact, and she pointed me like, yeah, girl. And I was like, oh, girl. Like, I was not like digging you up. I was just trying to read the sign because I was like, what the hell? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I was wow. Thrown and mm-hmm. not offended because I don't. Yeah. I, 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 I know better not to be offended, right? Because she mm-hmm. is who she is. And I don't think anyone should take that away. Um, yep. And I'm pretty sure she's been saying it this whole time. And I think the narrative just leaned black because um, it probably yeah. fared better. Um, yeah. Like you said, Stanley, in the media. Um, but now, now that there's this win, it's like, let's make this a win for everyone as much as we can. And yeah. so I think that's what kind of had me being like, oh, yeah. okay, what? It was like the same with Barack Obama. Like he had been a black senator. He had been black, black, black. And then when he won, mm-hmm. people started being like, he's biracial. And then yep. it was like, wait a minute, uh-huh. what? Yeah. He'd been calling black this whole <laughs> like time. They did their research. <laughs> <laughs> right. For me, I feel like, you know, Sha, we've had so many conversations about this. A lot of it is you either pick I think you're forced sometimes in this country to pick one or the other mm-hmm. that either yeah. you have to go with your, the one that you either, it, yeah, largely due to how you look. If you look more like one, then right. that's the side that right. people are going to judge, going to pack you into. You are yeah. expected to act a certain way and behave a certain way and to side with a certain amount of people. So I think it was definitely easier for people to swallow the fact that Barack was black and, you know, him saying by race too, I'm going to be real. I think sometimes with, I think sometimes with people, and definitely I'm with black people, I think some when you claim, when you claim you black and you look black, but you claim something else, then we like, mm-hmm. what the hell? What are you doing? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> that you better. yeah, we thought of you. Yes. And that is, that is no, definitely something. That's true. That is know. true. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you and Janice, you or Jen have a story on that word, but <laughs> I think we all have. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. No, I don't have a story, but that that's true. That's funny because because it's true. Like you're like looking at another black person, you're like, hold up, hold on a second. What are yeah. you? Yeah, but no, I don't have a story, yeah. but that is funny. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But I also want to point out something else, and I don't. I guess you guys know this now because they were all on stage on Saturday. But Kamala's husband is like the whitest person yeah. I've ever seen. Like, yeah. can we talk about that? Like, yeah, I love that they're they're also biracial. Like they're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're a biracial first yeah. or sorry. Mm-hmm. What is she? She's yep. I can't even remember. He's like the first gentleman or something. Yeah. The first <laughs> gentleman. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> new too. We don't usually have yeah. biracial couples in the white house. Yeah. So like, and yeah. Yeah. do that. But her yeah. family, her family is amazing. I mean, um, Kamala's sister, whose name's Mina, who looks much more Indian, like how you would think a Southeast mm-hmm. Asian. She looks more. Her husband is black. They have a daughter who looks 
who does not look Indian or black, we'll just say, well, I'm saying she looks Latino. I thought she was like, she's also the creator of this phenomenally. I don't know yeah. if you've seen the shirts that a lot of the celebrities and a lot of people yes. who get out there the phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah, she yeah. created that. She is married, beautiful mm. girl. She's married to a man who's black. Her children mm. look mixed. And I was like, wow, I was just blown away by sort of the diversity. I was just like, on the stage. All, yeah. yeah <laughs> with that. I mean, it, it was amazing. So I know that that's going to throw people for a loop, especially because I think people who are ambiguous, you know, meaning that mm-hmm. of course you can't pinpoint that race. Right. We grow up in a culture where you have to label people and you have to say, where do you belong? Where are your alliances? Mm-hmm. Because then people are able to sort of, by knowing, I think, especially racially, where you fall, then they're able mm-hmm. to determine certain things about you or they feel that they can and then that subscribes to you, you know? Right. right. And I think right. that's where the side eye comes in, right? Oh that's my gosh. You- look black to someone and you are too proudly claiming all the different sides of you yeah. that they're talking to you because they're like well girl where are your lines because mm-hmm. we need all the numbers we can mm-hmm. on this side um, yeah and, yeah and and I, everyone you know takes things so personally and we were yeah. talking about this last week stanley where like with the party lines too how there's no gray area. It mm-hmm. um, And this past four years have made that more apparent that you're one side or the other and there's not yeah. enough room for nuance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like you're over there or you're over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they determine that a lot of times based on your race. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, I, we could talk all night and go into And I apologize to my connection has been horrible. So I apologize that I wasn't, you know, jumping in more. But um, thank you both so much for taking the time and speaking with us. It was very much appreciated. I know. And I have a me. million more questions. I too. know. <laughs> right? like, like, I'm going to be like, girl, please, like, I did not sign up for this. Right. <laughs> yeah, we might have to have a part two with you guys, you know, at another episode or something. Yeah, so, definitely. I'm yeah. around. Yes, yes. We, we talk yeah. about race all the time, and it's always good mm-hmm. to get other people's perspectives and then I think really just pushing that narrative that black can mean so many things you know and mm-hmm. it's good to know it, we all we know that you know black looks different and yeah. you know I think people still need still are embracing that it's not we're not fully where we need to be so thank you we're again. nowhere near <laughs> to be like we're pain we're painfully slow but it's having conversations like this I think and just getting a better understanding of people and their experience and how much nuance there is um, in our community no thank you again we really appreciate it no yeah. problem thank you for having me yeah thanks for thank having you. us absolutely and thank you guys for listening again another week with us um if you enjoyed this episode of black hipster make sure you subscribe (laughs) so you can go straight into your phone Um, (laughs) make sure you also give us star ratings just the top if you're gonna rate us and you're gonna give us a one star just don't don't even yeah don't bother Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast. You can also follow me at the Shawa Evans. Stanley, where can they find you, Bill? Again, and you can email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Did you guys and where can that? they find you on Instagram, Stanley? Black Hipster Podcast. Sorry, I've been going in and out. Black Hipster Podcast. I heard nothing of what I, it was completely silent when I was talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, no, I said that part. Where do they find you? 
you, Stanley. Oh, I'm sorry. They can find me at Sandrick Wiggins. <laughs> and ladies, do you have a handle that you would like to also share? Um, you don't have to because you're a private citizen, but if you'd like to feel free, we can find you on <laughs> Um, Mine is uh, Miss Nini92. And. Mine is just my name. It's Jennifer underscore Pettit. P-E-T-I-T. All right, guys. So we will be back next week with another episode. And special announcement. Next week is our 100th episode. Yeah. And we are going to be recording on Instagram Live. So Mm -hmm. make sure you tune in at Black Hipster Podcast on Instagram so you can check us out. Um, Until then, I'm going to go refill my wine glass. And I'll catch up with y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.